This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have the winner for today in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. A mixed farm from Winyard is today's winner, where seeding is getting underway. It's about 25% complete. A major announcement was made today in Regina involving the Federal Minister of Agriculture, Saskatchewan's Agriculture Minister David Merritt, and AGT Foods of Regina. A $19 million project will see production of a new micronutrient fertilizer plant in Rosetown. Real Agriculture looks at grain markets. We have the latest crop report as well. The farm weather is in its usual spot. At the bottom of the hour. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. A mixed family farm south of Wadena is today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. Today's winner is Anna Lazar. She says seeding is underway on the 2,500-acre farm. Well, we've made a bit of progress, actually. We just uh, got started here on uh, Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday we got started. So um, now that we're started, we're rolling pretty good. But, yeah, we've got a ways to go yet. What percentage would you be done, roughly? Mm, I think maybe 25%. How's the soil moisture? It's incredible this year. So have you had a lot of rain or snow or both? Both, actually. At one point, we probably had four inches of snow, for sure. How recently? Just before the long weekend there. The Friday before the long weekend, there was four inches of snow. Tell me about the crops. What what are you putting in the ground this year? Uh, Right now, the boys are putting in some barley. So we've got some barley, wheat, and uh, then canola. What's your thoughts on prices this year? They're incredible. We haven't seen those in a long time, so it'd be great to get get done and get some get some of that, be able to benefit from some of that, right? Any problem with supplies for seeding? No, actually, I think the guys have gotten everything they needed, so that's so far so good. So you're hoping for a good growing season. Good luck. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. That's Anna Lazar from Wadena, today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. Saskatchewan farmers made seeding progress this past week despite some stormy weather. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Matt Struthers says 52% of the crop is in the ground, up from 33% a week ago, but behind the five-year average of 78% for this date. We made some pretty good progress across the province, uh, you know, despite a storm that rolled through for, for much of the, the, the regions throughout the province, but we're sitting at 52% of the crop now in, up from 33% last week, still behind that five-year average of 78% for this time of year. So we made some good progress. The areas in this past week that didn't get rain or snow uh, made some good progress, and then there were some delays for those who did get that rain and snow. What's the progress by region? Well, the West Central region is the farthest along now, with 81% of the crop now seeded, 76% in the Northwest, 73% in the Southwest, 44% in the Southeast, 
22% in the northeast and 21% in the east central region. Who received the precipitation and how much? Oh, well, there's some pretty good rainfall across you know, much of the province, mainly in the uh, east central and uh, and northern half of the province, but the Hudson Bay uh, area reported the most with 88 mills, uh, the Jedburgh area with 85, Rama with 83, Indian Head with 32, and finally there's some east, uh, or so the, uh, sorry, rain in the, the west uh, in the bigger and Kandu areas with 11 mills, so good to see finally. What's the soil moisture rating? Uh, well, they continue to improve uh, with the rainfall that we've been getting. Uh, so for cropland, is rated as 15% surplus, 58% adequate, 18% short, and 9% very short. Uh, hay and pasture is rated as 6% surplus, 63% adequate, 20% short, and 11% very short. So uh, very, very good to see. Uh, you know, More of the higher ratings are in the eastern half of the province, where the lower ratings are falling more in the west. How do you describe crop development so far? For the, for the most part, crop development is, is is normal for this type of year or for this time of year. Canola is lagging behind, uh, rated as 67 percent behind for this time, um, likely due to just the dry conditions uh, and the cool weather that we've been experiencing in the West, where most of that canola would be seeded so far. Yeah, just how bad is the dry weather in the West and Southwest? The southwest and west central region uh, and and parts of the northwest is still very very dry. Um, you know, pastures. Uh, that's where we're seeing the worst uh, conditions for pastures and soil moisture is uh, is very, very dry in some areas and, and some uh, producers are worried about their germination for sure. What were the main causes of crop damage this past week? For this week, there was some minor flooding in those areas that did receive quite a bit of rain. Uh, we saw some uh, low time or some some low temperatures overnight and early morning uh, that resulted in frosts, and there's, there could be some damage there. Um, and then also the drought conditions in the west have certainly played their part for crop damage as well. Any problem with insects? Uh, yeah, the first report of flea beetles has surfaced, uh, which isn't surprising after some warm weather of you know they've emerged and now that there's a crop out there to eat, they're starting to become an issue. So hopefully there's uh, sufficient herbicide chemicals out there to, to keep them under control. How about supply issues? Farmers facing much problem there? Uh, yeah, there's continued reports of shortage of farm equipment parts. It's becoming quite hard for some farmers to source parts, and, and that's causing some delays or some issues with uh, on-farm activities. So hopefully those can be sorted out uh, and solved uh, before we get too far into the season. Any other products? Uh, yeah, there's some herbicide, depending on which part of the province you're in, there's some herbicide shortages. So hopefully those can be shuffled around by, by retailers and uh, so everyone can get their fair share. Matt Struthers compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Let's continue our conversation with Neil Townsend. He's with FarmLink Marketing Solutions and GrainFox. What are the signals you're watching, Neil, for that that sentiment you have to change? What is it? Just simply weather? Weather cooperates, and you know these early weather struggles in some of these regions evaporate, and hey, you know we genetics pull us through, and Mother Nature cooperates. Is it is it strictly weather you're watching, or what are some of the other factors that you're paying attention to that would say, okay, okay, maybe we need to start you know being maybe a little bit more aggressive, and and not the top is in, so to speak. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think first and foremost, and we 
discussed it off the top here was, you know, the, the situation in Ukraine and Russia. Like if there were a meaningful sort of peace agreement or, you know, if there was a lot of confidence that, you know, not just the grain that was produced last year, but the coming grain is going to, you know, get into the world market relatively uh, without obstruction, you know, that that's going to deflate the market a little bit. So that's number one. Number two would be sort of, um, you know, like uh, very beneficial uh, production indications from the yield outcome uh, forecast for, say, the Corn Belt. You know, like if we're looking at Iowa and Illinois and, and uh, you know, the U.S. corn situation, and there's a great deal of confidence that it's going to be not just 177, but exceed 177. We would consider that a deflationary aspect to the market. Now, would it be deflationary for the entirety of the 22-23 marketing year? I mean, that depends on a lot of other factors. And so sort of when you get down to that next level, I mean, the world situation is absolutely critical because, again, like from a Canadian and American standpoint, like the way that things really are sustained bullishness is if there's a very strong export pull on what we're doing here. Now, Canada is heavily reliant on the export pull, but, you know, a lot of people in the U.S. are already penciling in sort of like a record soybean export program, a record corn export program, and a fairly robust wheat export program for 22-23. I mean, if that can be maintained even with sort of like a better production, uh, you know, in fact, and some people would argue you need the better production to make that an achievable goal to have these export programs. So you could still see sort of maybe like, you know, a little bit of we come down at harvest time. But then throughout the year, the price builds up as we see like, you know, a declining amount of sort of like uh, exportable surplus in Canada and the U.S. And on that front, I think there's a lot of very, very positive things. So just, you know, isolating China, because we love to talk about China here. Uh, if we just look sort of at like a collective, uh, you know, uh, what their imports are for just feedstuffs and, uh, you know, the USDA has them sort of like declining from about 56 and a half million tons to just under 50 million tons in 21-22, yet they are on pace to be equal to 56.5 like they were last year. So there's a gap of about six and a half million tons that might be made up in subsequent WASDs or something like that, unless the wheels really fill, fall off in the last couple months here. But there's no indication based on the prices in China and the activity in China that we're going to see any of that. Even more beneficial just from a Chinese point of view is that next year the USDA has taken that number down to like around 43 million tons from 56.5 million tons and again none of the forward pricing or any of the indications we see from China would suggest that you know there's going to be what amounts to almost like a 20 percent decline in their overseas buying of, of feed and People get obsessed a little bit, like somebody was saying, like, oh, maybe they canceled a cargo of, of American wheat or something like this and, and substituted into with Russian. I don't like we're in a situation worldwide where it doesn't matter where the grain or the oil seeds or the pulses or whatever come from. It's just that we're we've got to a point where like the cumulative exportable surplus, like what people have to, to surplus is tight. And so, you know, if you substitute a little bit of Brazilian corn for American corn, all that does is punt you down the field a bit where that American corn is still going to be required. It's just going to come out a little bit later and maybe go to a different market that Brazil doesn't serve now because they, they're they serving China. And, and that's the thing. We've just had tight uh, productions or smaller productions than expected in soybeans in South America and corn in South America. Uh, hard red winter wheat, uh, Indian situation when 
you know, well backwards. And I think it's still, when all said and done, I, I think their production is going to be, you know, 10, 15% below where they currently claim it is right now. So this has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy sky today, wind northwest 20, the high 25, the low 9. Friday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers in the afternoon, wind southeast 20, the high 25 tomorrow. Evening showers Friday with a low 13. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 24, the low 12. Sunday, rain with a high 16, the low 11. Monday, cloudy, 70% chance of showers. And windy, the high 18, the low 6. Tuesday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 14, the low 4. Wednesday, sunny with a high of 15. Normal high is 21, the normal low is 6 degrees. The sun rose at 4.58 this morning. It sets at 8.54 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Estevan in the southeast corner at 24, the cold spot up north Key Lake and Collins Bay both at 5 degrees. Estevan is 24, Saskatoon 21, Swift Current 20, Weyburn 22, Yorkton 21. Regina sunny and 22, that's 72 Fahrenheit, winds are from the north-northwest 22, gusting to 36. Humidity is 33%, the barometric pressure is rising, it's at 101.0. Partly cloudy in Moose Jaw, 21. Winds are from the west at 22, gusting to 39. Once again, Regina, sunny in 22. That's 72 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Portion of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau announced in Regina today a $19 million project to provide a new micronutrient fertilizer for farmers. Bebeau says the project includes Protein Industries Canada, AGT Foods, Lucient Biosciences, New Wave Research, Intent, and Eberhardt Ag Solutions. This $19 million partnership will help to bring, mar- to bring to market a new green and sustainable fertilizer product from Canadian farmers, for Canadian farmers. Fertilizer is an essential tool to help our farmers maximize their production and feed Canada and the world. It will also support the development of a new production facility co-located with AGT Foods and Ingredients in Rosetown. This, uh, with this new production facility, The manufacturing process will be faster and more energy efficient. This will also help to facilitate the distribution of fertilizer across Canada. Babo says and outlines the reasons the new fertilizer plant is important. This new fertilizer, called Solios, delivers vital nutrients to farmers' crops. 
It will be made from bioproducts from the processing of peels, lentils, and oats. This will help both farmers and processors to reduce their environmental footprint while producing nutritious, sustainable food for Canada and for the world. For farmers, Solios will offer a new tool to feed their crops sustainably. Fertilizer is essential to food production and global food security. We have all seen how Russia's illegal invasion on Ukraine is impacting global fertilizer markets. That this has put global food security at risk, especially for vulnerable nations. Here in Canada, we are working to ensure Canadian farmers have the fertilizer they need to grow their crops this season. Recently, we announced adjustments to our advance payment programs. With these new changes, farmers can get their full cash advances upfront to help them manage higher operating costs for spring planting. For the longer term, we are working with them to help reduce their carbon emissions through beneficial farm practices and sustainable new fertilizer solutions. For processors, this new fertilizer product will help to add value to their byproducts that would otherwise go to waste. This project is a win for our farmers, a win for our food processors, for our economy, and it's a win for our environment. This is more proof that eco economic solutions can also be ecological solutions. And it supports our vision of a three pillars, sustainability for Canadian agriculture and food sector, social, environmental, and economic. And Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt also spoke at today's announcement. He welcomed the big announcement. This project is closely aligned with our goals for the agriculture industry. You are improving not only soil health, but human health as well. Through this innovative and sustainable method of manufacturing fertilizer using pea and lentil co-product from value-added processing. Partnerships such as this one are a great example of the innovation and trade opportunities the Saskatchewan agriculture industry presents. Our economic strength is closely linked to the success of our agriculture sector. That is why agriculture features prominently in our growth plan to 2030. This plan acts as a roadmap for the goals we want to achieve over the next decade of an even stronger Saskatchewan. By creating sustainable ways to capture more value from our raw commodities here in Saskatchewan and across Canada, you are helping to us to achieve the goals laid out in our growth plan. Today's announcement will no doubt help us to reach our goal of increasing value-added revenue to $10 billion by 2030. It will also boost the economic value of our agriculture industry by creating more jobs in processing, keeping more investment and growth right here in Saskatchewan, particularly in the Rosetown area for this, where this manufacturing facility will be built. And coming up, the president of AGT Foods, Murad Al-Khatib, outlines his involvement. It's coming up in the next segment. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The president of AGT Foods is part of a $19 million project to offer a new micronutrient fertilizer to farmers. Murad Al-Khatib spoke at a news conference in Regina this morning about the project, detailing the new production in Rosetown. Over the past two, year, uh, two decades, 
AGT has built a significant grain origination network here in Saskatchewan and a processing infrastructure and, and a logistical system with a short line railway network right here in Saskatchewan, running from the growing regions right through the key West Central region. And while we're headquartered in Regina, West Central Saskatchewan is really one of the hearts of AGT's business. You know, and I'm proud to say that the Rosetown plant that's going to be the site of the manufacturing facility is actually the first plant that we bought outside of Regina when we started up this company. So we've been at that location now for just about 20 years. And so it's very exciting to have the next version of that, uh, that facility, which will run very, very significantly for the next 20 years. We believe this project will help us to develop innovative uses for our byproducts for milling to produce the Solios product along with our partners benefiting the most valuable asset farmers have, their soil, for the benefit of farmers across the prairies and with applications into other areas like horticulture, fruits and vegetable production across this country and across the world. We see the potential for the Solios product in agri-food production regions around the globe. And the new facility in Rosetown is the first step to bringing this to the prosperous farmers of West Central Saskatchewan. Simply put, our ag sector in Saskatchewan and Western Canadian farmers are the best in the world at growing canola, pulses and wheat, and we feed the world. Through this innovative product with a research innovation funded through Protein Industries Canada with our partner at Lucent and our other partners, we're gonna produce Solios. We expect to assist producers in addressing their key challenge, micronutrient deficiencies in plant production, while at the same time improving their yields and reducing their carbon footprint, adding carbon back into the soil and increasing agricultural production in a measurably sustainable fashion. When combined with nitrogen fixing crops like pulses and with the amazing technologies we employ like zero and minimum tillage farm practices and reduced application of fertilizer that may follow the efficient application of micronutrient biomass, one of the largest contributors to environmental impact of agriculture can be reduced in this province. There are large potential reductions have been evidenced by our trials as a part of this project, and we're going to prove that out. Al-Khatib says the processing of the micronutrient fertilizer in Rosetown will create 25 jobs. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tom and Lumber and Sask Pork. Perfect pork, our passion, our promise. Learn more at saskpork.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola rose 7.80 at 10.9782. Number one red spring wheat went down 42 cents at 5.4712. The rest were unchanged. Durham 5.8790. Feed barley 3.8754. Flax 12.1273. Lentils 9.2250. Oats 4.5153. Yellow peas, 6.17.33. Feed wheat, 3.78.30. At Minneapolis, July spring wheat rose 11.5 cents at 12.92 a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now, the latest livestock quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for the week of May the 25th. A respectable run here, just a regular sale we had. 350 cows and bulls, 700 feeder cattle, a total of 1,050 going through the ring yesterday. Cows and bulls selling steady with last week. D1, D2 cows, dollar three to dollar ten. Sells to 111, 112. D3 cows, 90 to a dollar. Cows are averaging 99.50. From the Stahura Ranch of Yorkton, 1,600 pound cows at 113, 
and from the Merkel Ranch of Ebenezer, 1,600-pound cows topped out at 114.50. Good job, guys. Good bulls, 121 to 131, sales to 133, 134. Bulls are averaging 124.50. From the Sudiak Ranch of Roblin, 2,200-pound bulls are 134. And from the Tartan Ranch of Ituna, 2,200-pound bulls topped out at 136. On to the feeder cattle, 4 to 500-pound steers, 242 to 252. Five to sixes, 230 to 242. Six to 700 pound steers, 217 to 232. Seven to 800 pound steers, $2 to 213. And from the Bar W Ranch of Bozeman, Manitoba, 800 pound black steers topped out at $2. On the heifer side, four to 500 pound heifers, $2 to 210. Five to sixes, 185 to $2. Six to 700 pound heifers, 180 to 194. Seven to 800 pound heifers, 180 to 189. And eight to nines, 175 to 183. Here's some highlights from the Bar W Cattle Company of Bozeman, Manitoba. What a set of heifers they had. 710 pound black and red heifers topped out at 188.50. And 810 pound black and red heifers topped out at 183.75. Good job to Crystal and your family. The auction method is still the way to sell your cattle. Next week's sale will also be a regular sale. This Friday, May the 27th at 11 o'clock, cow-calf pair sale, bread sale, 180 to 190 pairs listed so far. Three complete herd dispersals. This sale will be on DLMS. If you got some extra grass, this would be the sale to come to. Sale starts at 11 o'clock on Friday. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 8,000 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 233 to $248 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 8,100 head, selling in a range of 234 to $248 per CKG. Hams number one sows this week are down sharply, selling in the range of 54 to 61 cents per pound live weight. Hams cash hog price today is up, and four contract prices opened mixed this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is down seven basis points, with a daily exchange rate at 1.2837. Coming up, the resource report. Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandeco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit mandeco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. The latest outlook from AccuWeather says parts of the western prairies could face another dry summer. Meteorologist Brett Anderson says ongoing and worsening drought across southern Alberta and southwestern Saskatchewan will likely feed the heat through the summer. He says the drought conditions in place as of mid-May across a swath of the western prairies is not a good sign as summer approaches. Anderson expects a hotter summer compared to normal in cities like Calgary and Regina, citing the ongoing drought as a key reason for the temperatures to soar above normal. The continued dryness and increasing heat will also spell a danger of wildfires in the southern prairies. He says the exceptions to the elevated heat and wildfire risk, at least in the early summer, are likely to be portions of southeastern Saskatchewan and southern Manitoba. He says the soil in these areas is still quite moist, with river flooding from recent heavy storms. The increased moisture may temper the potential for above-average heat in the early summer in the eastern prairies, but he doubts it will last the entire summer. He says conditions may flip to drier and hotter during the second half of the summer as the soil dries out. On the markets, the TSX is up 227 points to 20,611. The Dow has gained 558 points to 32,678. Oil has risen 398 at $114.31 per barrel. 
The Canadian dollar is up 18 one-hundredths of a cent at 77.84 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.